Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Rosehead, and it's a new dawn for Manchester United as Red Devils fans hastily Google their new interim manager, while the current interim manager earns a point at Chelsea. Meanwhile, Arsenal ease past Newcastle. We ask if Brentford buried Benitez, and it's a good result for Spurs as their game at Turf Moor is called off due to snow in a weekend that has seen more white powder flying about than the Tory party Christmas do. Hey, come on. <laughs> One for the satire fans there. Um, right now, producer Mike fans, switch off now. Nobody switched off. <laughs> and, <laughs> Such a bitch. And with, with Mike away at the annual Beard Enthusiast's Naked Getaway, it's time to do all the fun stuff that he never lets us do. Um, Hannah, it's just me and you this week. You're right. I know. I feel a little bit, I was going to say naked. I don't feel naked at all. That's a weird, I don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah, it's weird not having uh, Magic Mike here. What? It's a bit like, you know, did you ever have those lessons at school where the teacher doesn't turn up, right? And you get really excited. There's a timetable issue. It only happened to me once. And it was like Lord of the Flies immediately. We were like feral. It was like, <laughs> immediately it's like, you're all like taking your blazers off. And like, it's like the, the carcass of one child is being gnawed in the corner. It's like, honestly, it's like Jurassic. <laughs> what school did you go to? <laughs> honestly, Hannah, it's like, it's like the bit where they put the goat in the, uh, in the raptor cage in Jurassic Park um, or they put the goat in the T-Rex case in Jurassic Park it's just like the leg goes flying out and like hits the window it's like by the time the geography teacher turns up like, what are you doing yeah. it's like why didn't anyone go and tell a teacher that no one turned up for the lesson it's like sir come on who, who was having we used to have this teacher bless him and um 
his wife had obviously just had a child. He was exhausted. And um, he used to say, what, 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 all the time. And then he came to work one day with like uh, tissue stuck to where he'd like cut his face with his razor. Yeah, oh, I do and uh, we'd put the projector screen, uh, the overhead projector in front of the door. So he couldn't get in, this poor guy. This is so bad. And everyone's like, because he was a little bit late. And then he, he opened the door and the projector, <laughs> the projector screen just smashed all over this floor. It was awful. This poor guy. And his suit was like too big for him. And he came and stood at the front of the class. And I remember one of the lads got like a, a, a dictionary and threw it to the front and it smacked this teacher on the head. And I was like, this is so bad. And he just got up and left. We just walked out the lesson. And it was just carnage. We used to have a long running joke, right? Where my friend, this is so stupid, right? Just like group of probably like 16 at this point, 16 year old boys sitting there. My mate was sitting there like quite studiously for 10 minutes. It's not like him to be quiet in double maths. Um, but he was drawing colouring in and cutting out a picture of a bee and then and then right he stick he stuck it to the window and then he's like put his hand up be like oh sir i've got a problem question four and then the teacher would come over and be like oh yes i'm not sure if i can it's a bee it's a bee sir i'm allergic we'd be like sir i'm allergic and they were like get out and start running around isn't it awful? I, honestly, I don't know how people teach these days. If somebody said to me, what would be your worst jobs to do in the world? I'd say to empty sanitary bins because it makes me wretch and, and, and to be, be a teacher. A massive respect to people that end, like empty sanitary bins. It's just, I, I don't know, it just makes me really gag. Um, but also the thought of being a teacher in a school where you know that kids are just little SH1Ts and they are going to absolutely have your life. Do you think that's such a niche profession? Do you think we've got anybody whose job it is who listens to Rosette that is an empty sanitary bins? I'd say like on the diagram, the cross section of people who both listen to Rosette and empty sanitary bins is so, you know, you've got a hit <laughs> podcast when you've got like that niche is represented. Yeah, but they drive around in the vans, don't they? And I'm, honestly, I've got massive respect for them because I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, the Sani Vanny. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Well, there's, there's uh, one. Uh, I use uh, oi, oi. Do you know what? Just pop it out, love, and throw it through window. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> Get your rat, the rat's tails and chuck it in the oh. back. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Pull it, it makes them talk. Uh, <laughs> like Woody in Toy Stories. <laughs> oh. oh, God, it literally, I could actually retch. You've just said that. Oh. oh. Awful job as well, it, and this is football um, related, sort of. Um, so <laughs> on our football podcast, we're talking about tampon strings. So bad, that is bad as well. Like five <laughs> minutes in, you can tell Mike's not here. I know. Um, yeah. So at the old White Hart Lane, right? It was. I mean, yeah. it was a dump. It was falling down. But I mean, I did love it. But they had. Um, so I remember going in once uh, to the lose at half time, and as I walked in, there was like water on the floor. I went around the corner. Every toilet was blocked. So none of the cubicles were open. So all the urinals were full. So every single sink was also occupied with people urinating. And there Ew. was wee coming out of the sinks and onto the floor <laughs> like a waterfall. And people are just doing that. He's splashing everywhere going, oh, yeah, you're right, Dave. Yeah, yeah, you're going down to Victoria for a pint afterwards. Yeah, I might nip into Islington. Yeah, 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 nice. How's Karen? Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing, you Neanderthals? <laughs> but you also did it. Yeah. I was like, oh, where's Victoria, mate? Sounds all right. Yeah, £2.50 for a Carly. Smash it. See you there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scum. If there's American football fans who listen to this, right? So I've been looking at our stats and like 40% of our audience is in America. 
They, does that happen? They're going to they're gonna think we're so weird. Yeah, Brits, we are. Do you know what, right? Because I was chatting to, um, to an American lady at the gym. And, of course uh, you were. Because, sure. Yeah, I think this is Joe's just flexing his knot in a bit of thread. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> flabby bingo wings. There we go. Um, but... Well, she's Canadian actually as well, so that's the whole continent insulted. Sorry, guys. Yeah, um, it's totally savage. But she was saying, you think you come here and you think Brits are all kind of like Downton Abbey and then you get in and you realise that we're just scum of the earth. <laughs> just the worst, this horrible little like race on an island of just like grumpy, drunk people. <laughs> pissing in sinks. Yeah, pissing oh, in sinks. Like, blah, blah, bloody Americans, what do you want? I'm Canadian, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same thing, yeah, yeah, nice one. Um, so Hannah... Yes. I know. I think I know what you're going to say. It's time. You're grabbing your tits. Um, um, oh, sorry. I'm grabbing my, my double Ds. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's time for things that make you go, mm. This is like, when is this never going to be uncomfortable to watch? Like people listening to it probably think that's a, that's a weird noise and he's really embracing it. Mm. But to have to watch you make a sexual noise and like lick your mm. microphone is really like, no, uh, it's just... Too much. Mm, so it's too much. What made you go mm, this week, Henry? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been in isolation. Yeah. Um, no, so Rudy's what must made have been off the table? I'm guessing. For what a couple made of weeks. me? Yeah, I couldn't schedule it with Andy East. He wouldn't even come near me, like at all. <laughs> Mind you, every time I was going downstairs, um, I was putting like a full body suit on, like a full white you, suit. You mean on. like a like a hazmat suit? Because that sounds like you're dressed like Catwoman or something. Yeah, not not a pleather one. And like a full body suit with a face mask, gloves, everything to go downstairs to get a drink once a day. I took my isolation from my family very seriously so they wouldn't catch COVID. Um, but yeah, United got a point um against Chelsea so that's what's made me go mm, this week and I'm not making a sex noise like you do that's what made me go, mm, what, mm. what's made you what's made you go mm. well I tell you what did make me go mm, actually was when on your date yesterday <laughs> it didn't go on a date yesterday so so actually well jokes on you because this week I've been at the British Curry Awards and at the Lego carousel in Covent Garden so busy week oh my god oh god really really doing the kind of the z-list London tour this week <laughs> Every every bozo around, myself included, was at the yeah. The Curry Awards was lovely, but um, star-studded it was not. <laughs> I actually saw an article about it though, um, advertising the best curry houses in the country off the back of the awards on Monday. Did you? Yeah, I get, yeah, and I was uh, like, wow, Joe was there. I get a mention. <laughs> no, no, they mention, failed to mention no. me, didn't they? Good. It's the third time I've done it as well, Hannah. Third time I've done it. Is it? Well 34 done. years old. I wanted to, Hannah. And did you get food? Did you get curry and stuff there? Right? No, it was even worse than that because uh, by the time we got to the place where they were doing all the food for the crew, there was only rice left. Oh, devastated. Big bowl of rice. And you finished at what, 3am? Finished at like, it was like 1am, yeah, 3am at the Lego thing last night. God, what is, <laughs> I'm going to Birmingham tonight, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, what a life. I thought I was going to win a BAFTA, Hannah, by this age. No, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, the thing that made me go, mm, oh, God, was, um, mm, that's the spot. Mm. Um, Joe. Was, sorry. Uh. Was, um, uh, was Tottenham's game against Burnley being called off? <laughs> because I thought it was uh, it was quite nice that that Antonio Conte's potentially got more time to work with these players because um, he said that he's 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 kind of he's opened up Pandora's box now, hasn't he, Hannah? And he has, he's yeah. realised that um, 
perhaps even he can't polish the turd that is Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> he basically said, like, look, after the defeat by Ennis Murren last week, that Tottenham are essentially as considerably worse than he realised, basically. We basically shitter than what he thought they were going to be. Yeah, we do you think he knew that though, Joe? Like, do you think when he's saying he's got, you know, a challenge ahead and he, he gets that now, do you think that he, surely he must have known uh, the difficulties he was going to face? Is that one of the best managers in the world? Yeah, I think he absolutely knew. And I think it's a tactic, again, basically he's kind of thinking like, as soon as we lose and play really badly, I'm going to spin this so that I can sign some players in January. Because I'm not lie there's a lot of absolute dross at Spurs there's obviously some good players but you would probably change four or five first team players straight away who um, so I think the centre-back situation needs it needs a good look Romero's a good player um Eric Dyer I love Eric Dyer and got so much time what for him. you do with his vegetable pat but he's also he's just such like an adorable legend um whether it's running off the pitch for a poo or fighting fans in the stands Eric Dyer <laughs> try Eric Dyer need a new hero do you, think he, do you think he's the sort of person that would wee in a sink as well yeah but he wouldn't want to because I think he's quite polite probably He's like, right, oh, hold the it toilet's in. blocked. And I'd be like, no, just go in the sink, Eric. No, 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 don't worry. I won't tell anyone. He's like, oh, the toilet shouldn't go in the sink. Mummy says, no, just go in the toilet, Eric. Come on. Good boy. And then I'd have to pull his little trousers up for him. Thanks, Joe. All right, Joe. Oh, sorry. In a different direction. Anyway. Have a proper look at Eric Dunn's <laughs> vegetable patch. Um, so you think he, you think he need, would need to leave? I think you would. He's a useful guy to have around because he, he's willing to like pitch in and get involved, never complains or whatever. He can't, actually he's played really well so far, but I think you probably need two new centre-backs to right. be a starting centre-backs. Um, a lot of people talk about Hugo Lloris as well. I think Hugo Lloris has been fantastic for the past two years. He's probably, apart from Kane and Son, the only player that has been. Um, Central midfield, Pierre Mahoberg's good player. Don't know whether Ndombele is really going to cut the mustard, to be honest. I think he's got all the talent in the world, but he just doesn't really have that much kind of tactical awareness and tactical discipline. And the thing is, like, I get it because he's probably every club he's ever been at. He's like, well, I'm technically the best player here. And it's like, yeah, that's fine if you're playing in the park or whatever. But real yeah. football, you need, like, and I'm not trying to patronise him, but like, you need, like, skillful players need to be tactically aware and work within a system. Unless you're Ronaldinho or Leo Messi or Zinedine Zidane and you're like an exceptional generational talent, whether you can just go to the coach, actually, just do whatever I like. And it's like, oh, okay, fine, because you'll pretty much win us the game. Then yeah. he's not that good. So I don't know if he'll last, to be honest. Um, La Celso's all right. Harry Winks, I've got no time for at all. I think Oliver Skip's a decent player. Um, <laughs> Harry Winks. Um, Casually uh, wink at the, Oliver, uh, the screen there. That's me skipping. I was going to do my meeting and skip. I, I was going to jump up and down, but it looks like I'm gyrating on my chair, so I'm going to stop. Um, things that make you go, um, <laughs> but, but, right, I think like, yeah, I think potentially two new starting central midfielders. Lucas Mora is a really, really good, busy player, but again, probably quality-wise should be coming off the bench. So I think you would need a third man to play up top with Kane and Son. So I feel like there's a lot of work. Is that because you need someone to feed Kane? You need someone to feed Harry Kane. You do. Yeah. You do. I'm surprised you didn't say anything. Give him a snack. I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Harry Kane there or or Son. Are you are you happy with them to stay in the team? Are you happy with Kane to stay? Son, Will he stay? Son is like Son is an exceptional player. 
Like I've got him in my fantasy football team this well, week. Well, there you go. If you needed proof, guys, <laughs> there you go. Listen, I'll tell you how good he is. He's in my fantasy football team. All right. And he's a, he's a smashing little fella as well, bless him. Um, I think he's so cute, cute with his I floppy like hair. Um, but so Sun is, yeah, so Sun is an exceptional player. Harry Kane's obviously an exceptional player. He's just bang out of form. Yeah. And I just think that's kind of, people are always like, sell him, sell him. And it's like, yeah, but like, if you get 150 million quid, fine. And there's a lot to rebuild there. But I don't think Antonio Conte for a second is going to be thinking, sell Kane and rebuild with that money. He's going to be thinking, no, yeah. no, no, I want to keep Harry Kane. I spend another 100 million getting rid of the crap yeah. that's sat and behind sort the him. rest of the team out. Yeah. Yeah. And we always do it. It's like, get rid of Kane. It's like, yeah, but what about when he rediscovers his form in two months? Like, who are we going to like, how are we possibly replacing that kind of player? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of work to be done. And I think there's no way Conte would have come without money to spend in January. And do you think that Pryor agreed within his contract before he signed? And off the back of what you've said, you think it was quite tacti- uh, tactics that he said about the team and that he's going to, he's got more work than he realised. Yeah, well, he's working with a guy called um, uh, Fabio Paratici, who, who actually um, is involved, it's just come out this week, in an alleged uh, fraud case. OMG. Which has emerged in Italy. How unlike Italian football to have large, sort of like <laughs> a, a large um, labyrinthine uh, sort of mafia style financial conspiracy. Yeah, so old Paratici could potentially be be back in Italy, be extradited back to Italy to um, <laughs> face trial or at least to testify. Um, wow. They love it. They love a criminal conspiracy in Italian football. It's like every time it's like, we've cleaned up our act. And then 10 years later, it'd be like, Fuck it, everyone's forgotten, haven't they? Right, let's go again, lads. <laughs> um, so apparently, like allegedly, allegedly, there's been accounting issues and they've been inflating player values and all, and it was while Paratici was at uh, Juventus. So we will see what happens with that. Um, yeah. Be very spurs to get a director of football in who then subsequently goes to prison. Um, but um, yeah, I think like, because obviously Daniel Levy said to Harry Kane, apparently that uh, there was this gentleman's agreement that he could leave spurs. So... I hope Antonio Conte doesn't have a gentleman's agreement because it turns out that Antonio Conte's gentleman's agreement are worth one, two, fuck all. Um, <laughs> so I think there must be something on paper that talks about yeah. his control of like players and influence on transfer budget spending, but also guarantee of budget and whether that's now or at the end of the season. Um, and surely guaranteeing some key players to stay for the first season at least. Yeah, I'd imagine contract renewals. I'd I'd, I'd say what I think, this is guesswork, what's probably going to happen is there's going to be some sort of large-scale attempt to shift four or five players. Um, A lot of the ones I've mentioned, like maybe like Davison Sanchez, Harry Winks, um, maybe Giovanni. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah Winks every time I say Harry Winks. Uh, There it is. Um, So like... Oh, sorry, I just got a little bit. Oh, I got the collie wobbles. <laughs> but um, but he, we're probably going to have to sell players to raise money. Um, Hannah, Mike, Joe, Michael Carrick, yeah, got a point at Stanford Bridge. That was quite good, wasn't it? It did, yeah. And obviously, there's it a did. lot of controversy. Michael Carrick got a point at Stanford Bridge. That was quite good, wasn't it? It did. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Um, it was quite controversial, though, wasn't it? Because um, obviously, he'd he'd said, you know, that he was really pleased with the players, and then there was a bit of backlash because he shouldn't be saying that he's pleased with the players' performance in that match. The players should have been stepping up for the last couple of months, um, and I think the issue that we've had is 
if you have one player that's kind of off their form a little bit or, you know, kind of isn't meeting their their sort of potential performing well in a match, that's fair enough. But when you have four or five players that don't do that, then you have what's called a Manchester United performance over the last two months. And uh, none of the players have been stepping up. And do you know what? I'm going to say they've been lazy. You know, I like to oh, use that phrase. They've been lazy. But that's what it seems like. And I can understand um, Roy Keane and people like that saying, why, why is Michael Carrick said he was you know he's really pleased from his perspective yeah it was good because it's you know him managing the team uh temporarily but yeah I just there's there's a lot of work and it's the dynamics that are going to shift it's I think it might it could get worse before it gets better I don't know um but yeah to get a point against Chelsea they're top of the table aren't they with 30 points at the moment they're I think they're going to win the the league this season um they're, they're unbelievable their defense is just unstoppable really but um I think we should be really pleased to get a point against Chelsea given how shockingly we've performed over the last few months yeah I think he did well to be fair very defensive performance 19 players in the Premier League 19 individual players in the Premier League had more shots this weekend than Manchester United but I think 19 players 19 so players, bad that's, isn't it it's basically I mean I can't really remember United having a shot apart from Sancho he took his goal really well actually yeah he did yeah um that was pretty funny that because obviously Jorginho miscontrolled it and I, I, I love Jaden Sancho I want to I, all I want because I, I've obviously I've got eyes on England so yeah. I just yeah I love seeing him play well Callum Hudson-Odoi play well um Ronaldo dropped makes sense yeah. to me given that Carrot was setting up to be defensive what did you think well, I just, I don't understand why people would even question why Ronaldo didn't start. He shouldn't be starting every match. He's 36 years old and, you know, he's the same age as Wayne Rooney, um, to put it into perspective. Look, looks better, um, though, doesn't he? I mean, he does, yeah, he does look better. I mean, we like Wayne Rooney, don't we? But um, <laughs> well, we, we mocked him a few weeks ago. I slapped um, him off, yeah. But he's, he's, he's the same age as, as Wayne Rooney, to put that in perspective. But he, Ronaldo's not there to be... Um, you know, putting the runs in, he, he's there to score goals and mm. we need him to come on and make impact. Um, and that's what he's there for, surely. He's not there to start every single game. We don't want him to get injured and become fatigued. Uh, we need to keep him at the top of his game, get him on maybe the 70th, 75th minute and and create the chances and, and make sure that he scores. That's what he's there for. Um, so I don't understand why people are really surprised um, that he's not starting matches. It's a right thing to do. Yeah, and for me, tactically, I don't think it made sense given that you're going defensive there and I think he probably yeah. would have got that as well um it's Ballon d'Or this week now everybody knows that I mean I mean Ronaldo wasn't actually uh wasn't actually there was he in the no. end um but yeah basically he's fallen out with the editor of of France football Robert Lewandowski wasn't awarded the Ballon d'Or Leo Messi got his seventh presumably because Argentina won the Copa America despite Robert Lewandowski I know it doesn't count last year but there should be some kind of carryover scoring 29 goals in 41 matches last year and scoring 22 goals in 21 matches this year pretty good to be honest pretty good old Robert Lewandowski that's insane yeah they're insane stats absolutely mental and I mean Leo Messi kind of and he gave his speech and he was like look you should have won it last year and maybe France football will make up for that basically as close as like an outstanding player like Messi's going to get to being like oh I don't really deserve it. it should be but what are you going to do I got seven of these you can have one of mine um I don't know if you know Leo Messi's from Brooklyn so there you go oh Barbie um, but Hannah have yeah, you ever Joe. been do you feel like you've ever been hard done by or you've been robbed um, well, yeah, a little bit because, so I was on the TV show Gladiators. I, right? Can I just say, every time you say this, you go, yeah, when I was on the TV show Gladiators, <laughs> like prefix it with TV show, yeah. 
I like people to know I was on Gladiators, a mm. TV show. Um, that's obviously where I met my husband. Now, the obviously. girl that beat me, she uh, was a professional runner from Scotland. What a slag. Is she? Cut she's a slag. Can we go on record and say she's a slag? Well, she's actually not. She's actually a really nice girl. Is she? Can um, I go on record and say she's of- a slag? Yeah, if you want to, but for the, the purpose of the podcast, um, no, she, she was at the top of the travelator and I was at the bottom mm. and I'd injured my leg. I'd torn my quad. So it was all strapped up and everything. And when she got 25,000 pounds and I got nothing at the bottom of the travelator. And I remember I was a bit bitter because I was like, <clears throat> I feel like I've been robbed a bit because when I was doing the hit and run game, which is where you have to run across a bridge and they throw these huge balls at you, um, <laughs> I, I slipped and I jarred my leg and that's where I tore my quad Ooh. and it was agony. And then this physio gave me a deep tissue sports massage, which is the worst thing you could do. So to this day now, I still have issues with it. Um, but I remember the producers were like, right, okay, Hannah, well, let's practice your interview. And I was like, it was really difficult because I just had balls flying all over my face. <laughs> And the producer was like, yeah, you can't say that because this is going to go on TV, isn't it? And I was like, okay. And then he was like, right, take two, three, two, one. And I was like, it was really difficult because the balls were flying across my face. And he was like, literally stop doing that. Um, so I think they got a bit frustrated with me. So they didn't really care that I injured myself. But um, I felt like I was robbed. I mean, even But she beat me fair and square. But you met, you met your husband on Gladiators. I know. And sometimes I think, what would you rather... 25 grand or and the answer is <laughs> i mean money's no I'm joking I mean, you could do a lot with 25k i mean you could yeah could you what could you do 25k you have a good night you could, 25 <laughs> what are you fucking like neymar <laughs> 25 grand yeah you could have a pretty good night with 25 that's that's what i've put behind the bar for um for the rose christmas party by the way oh yeah totes yeah yeah some prosecco yeah <laughs> yeah prosecco just got some crack cocaine some crystal meth and some strippers so i thought that's probably okay cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good merry christmas everybody <laughs> um it's also worth saying that um yeah it's also worth saying that we are going to be doing a live stream that day aren't we hannah we are i mean and we're going to be drinking alcohol whilst doing it as well we're in a studio we're all going to be dressed um, up there's a photographer it's going to be live and we're going to be drinking <laughs> oh i can't see God. what's going to go wrong Absolutely not. It'll be fine. Totally fine. Uh, when when do you feel like you've been robbed, Joe? Well, I was trying to think of like times I've been wronged, right? Okay. And the <laughs> so the only time I could really think of, I mean, I've been wronged several times in my life, but I've never really like won anything. I told you about faking an asthma attack, obviously during the uh, during the backstroke race <laughs> when I was at school, but I was coming last in that anyway. <laughs> But I was thinking about times like, like something unfair has happened to me. And and a memory popped into my uh, mind. When I was at Oceana in Kingston, when I was about 17, right? And me and my friends were in... Cause you've been to Oshana, right? Yeah. So Oshana is a club up in the UK, right? And it's got all sorts of different rooms. It's got the hip-hop room, uh, the cheese room, the ball Dancing room. R&B. Um, yeah, exactly. The R&B room. That might be where you do some like s- some snogging. Um, drop in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, play a bit of tonsil hockey um, kind of thing. <laughs> you don't want to lick someone's tonsils. Anyway, right. Um, and then you got the ballroom where they play like the, the modern pop music. And then you got the karaoke room as well. Well, we certainly did at Oceana in Kingston. And me and my friends were like sitting in a corner booth, like chatting, probably like, oh, that girl's fit, that girl's fit. Oh, what do you think about the football? Um, probably doing what we've been doing for years, like trying to name your best ever Premier League 11 or whatever, which we still do now. Um, and there was a girl singing karaoke. And like something, my mate said something, and we were all chatting away. It's about 200 people in this room. 
and like was chatting away and I was like, oh, laughing at what my mate said, blah, blah, blah. Literally, the record stopped as in the record stopped, the lights went up, and the DJ went, I'm gonna have to bleep this up, and the DJ went, What are you laughing at? And like I was just carrying on chatting to my mate, we all looked around and I looked around, looked over, because obviously we looked where the noise came from. So the DJ's looking right at me. And he's like, What are you doing laughing at her? Like, you get up here and give it a go if you think you can sing then. And I was like, there's like 200 people in this room. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh my God. laughing at her, mate. It takes a lot of balls to get up here. And I was like, I'm sure it does. Like, I'm just talking about Aaron Lennon's goal at the weekend. <laughs> Give what you'd like, literally in front of this whole room. And then like, oh my God. And, he put, and he like was furious, put the record back on, like turn the lights down again. And everyone was like looking at me and laughing. Went over to him, I was like, what the hell was all that about? He's like, oh, taking the piss. I was like, really wasn't. He was like, no, go away. And I was like, it was really bizarre. But I think I've got quite an objectionable face, right? Because this used to happen to me at school. So I would be like, I remember once sitting, so I was quite naughty at school, but like I was just sitting in um, lessons right once and I was just staring out the window because it was like geography or whatever. So I was bored and I was just staring out the window and I sort of came to my senses as I heard, right, Joe, get out. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and it's Mr. Smallman Smith. I still remember it to this day. I looked around and he's like, Joe, get out. I said, pardon, sir? He's like, get out. I said, why? And he's like, get out, get out. I saw you. I was like, doing what? He's like, I saw you just talking and mucking around. I was like, I was, I was like, sir, no, I'm not going to be funny. Like, I wasn't even listening. I was just looking out the window. <laughs> Look out the window, there's nothing going on in my brain. So like, get out. So sent me into the corridor. And then the head of year walked past. was like, ah, oh, Joe Forrester. What a surprise to see you again. I was like, oh, it's so unfair. <laughs> what? And she's like, what have you done? I was like, literally nothing. She's like, oh, if I had a penny for every time I heard that. So like, no, but this time, this time you can have a penny because it's true, Mrs. Kyle. Um, yeah, and I got in trouble. It's like, oh, it's always happening to me, things like that. It's because you've got one of them faces. But how awful being in a club is if you put the lights on. Oh, That's weird, isn't it? It was dreadful. Um, speaking of dreadful. Segue alert, here we go. Um, Graham Potter was... Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, here we go. It's time for Rosette. Time for bloody Rosette. Um, Graham Potter, um, this weekend, uh, Brighton were booed off after... What's going on here? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I sent a message on my phone. We're in the middle of a show, aren't we? Brighton were booed off we after... We are in the middle of a show, Joe. This, take this seriously. Who's just texted you that's just distracted you? The doctor with my test results. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, and this is genuinely true as well. It Read is, it out. It is true. No, well, no, I've got to speak to her about them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Forrest, we've confirmed it is too big. Um, oh, guilty. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the kidney stone, hun. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All the women have voted, yeah. And you have won the Ballon Dong. So, okay. Oh my God! How many times have you said that? Never that's what you me. were saying. That's what you were saying in uh, Oceana, wasn't it? <laughs> to your mates, you weren't talking about football. You were saying yeah. shit like this. Yeah, so I'm a bit worried about my uh, A levels and stuff. Anyway, my knob, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ballon dong. Okay, now. But Leeds, uh, Brighton <laughs> played. <wet> nose. <laughs> wet nose. Brighton, Brighton played Leeds and were booed yeah. off at, uh, at the end of the game. Graham Potter was a bit. Uh, nonplussed by this, as I think he's just justified to be. But Hannah, I was going to ask you, have you ever had a gig that's gone really badly? Have you ever been booed off? Um, so I haven't been booed off. However, um, so you know, I do stand-up comedy, obviously. And, um, and you're on the say, TV show Gladiators. Did you know I was on the TV show Gladiators? <laughs> yeah. On Sky One. <laughs> uh, did I tell you? Um, didn't win though, did I? Uh, so basically, I was doing a stand-up comedy gig in Derby. 
and uh, I'm a bit smutty and crude. Are you actually reading your message on your phone while I'm telling you my story no, about I'm my doing a stand-up comedy gig in Derby? Can you I'm, listen, please? I'm listening. I tell you what, Mike would be having kittens if it was Sorry, yeah, there. you're in Derby. Um, and uh, this this woman, I started off uh, with my one-liner that I start off with, which is very crude. And this woman kind of looked at me and looked really disgusted. Now, obviously, comedy is very subjective. So the stuff I will say, I talk about parenting a lot and slag my husband and my kids off, which to me is really normal. Um, if you've got kids and you're married and stuff, you might relate to some of the material I've got. However, if I did the same gig with a woman in her 60s, that maybe never had kids, would she'd probably not really relate to me, or maybe she, I maybe I've got one of them faces as well, and she just looks at me and thinks I'm not going to like you. They'll, people decide instantly whether they like you, don't you? Mm. Don't they? Um, and uh, she looked really disgusted, and I felt really compelled to keep looking at her because she was putting me off because she was going like, oh, I'm pulling like awful faces at me as if like it's not funny, or like really disgusted with some of the stuff I was talking about, which was actually disgusting. And then um, I kind of like moved my eyes across. And a guy sat three seats down from her had fallen asleep <laughs> oh, no. during my comedy gig. That's worse. He'd fallen asleep. That, that was, so I was so engrossed in this woman being so disgusted. The more she looked disgusted, the more I felt I was exaggerating everything I did because I was getting a bit of a kick out You're of like it. You're like trolling her. Because she was so uncomfortable because she made me feel uncomfortable. But then, yeah, the guy a couple of seats down from her was just fast asleep and he slept for the whole comedy gig. Even like the the host was just like, what is going on? The MC. Uh, he was just like, this is this is really weird. Like he's just slept the whole way through. Like, Is he actually dead? Do you is do he... like crowd work though? Do you try and wake people up? Or like, or like, so, do you, or do you like? If she's disgusted, do you like? What's wrong with you, love? No, so I'm not from Liverpool. Um, <laughs> she, the, I don't do that. I'm not that confident to do it. So if ever I'm going to have a chat with somebody, like once there was a, a guy sat at the front and uh, he said, made a rude gesture when I started my gig, and I just said, listen, let let's not start that because I would eat you alive. <laughs> And then I don't know. That was my first kind of so you're interaction give him a treat? with the crowd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he took his clothes off, um, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of just have a chat with the people. Maybe the first couple of rows in front, but the MC is the person that's that's their 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 role to get people like awake and and yeah, the MC get people awake, wake just keep them awake. Hannah East is on. Yep. So let's all kind of keep our eyes open. <laughs> you know, she's only on for ten minutes. Let's just enjoy it. Uh, feedback later. So uh, yeah, that was. I felt really. I left the game and I thought oh my god as if somebody's actually fallen asleep when I've done a stand-up comedy gig but he was asleep for everyone else so it's okay did I ever tell you about the uh the music festival award show that I hosted in Hamburg in Germany no but I feel like this is going to be a juicy story tell me so I um I got booked to host the which it's spelt the Reeperbahn festival it's a very famous festival this is the Reeperbahn is the red light district in Hamburg um, oh but it's pronounced it's pronounced Raperbahn. I'm not joking, right? Wow. So like, oh, you have to say Raperbahn. It's like, well, let's just wait till I get to Germany because I'm not going to say that here. So it's a bit different. <laughs> um, and I um, I landed and they'd sent a car. To, it was all quite swish, right? And they sent a car to pick me up from the airport. So I got in the car and um, the driver was like, oh, first time in Hamburg? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is actually my first time in Hamburg. He's like, it's like, oh, uh, do you know we have the biggest red light district in the world? And I was like, oh, isn't it Amsterdam? He said, no, no, it's Hamburg. Hamburg has the biggest red light district in the world. But I'll give you one piece of advice. And I was just like, okay. He said, whatever you do, don't take a photo of the prostitutes because their pimp will slap you. <laughs> and I was like, good, good advice, good advice. Welcome to Germany. Um, so I was like, right, it's already a little bit weird. Turned up, right? And it was at this like plush, like, like a mini Royal Albert Hall, like a yeah. beautiful old venue with like all tiered seating and like gold cornicing and stuff. Um, and they basically, there was a script 
that was 30 pages long, right? And this German guy who was who was like owned the award show or whatever. It's quite a prestigious, well-known awards in Germany. So God knows why they booked me to host it. <laughs> um, had written this really long script of all the different links I have to do between like each award and stuff and each individual segment with loads of like stand-up comedy bits. But it was basically a, an hour and a half stand-up comedy show yeah. written by a German man in English for an English speaking presenter who's never seen the script before to do to oh a German God. audience. So, oh my God. And it was excruciating. So it starts, right? Did you have auto cue? No, 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 no. It's just me. It's just oh, me wow. on stage, 2,000 people, literally just up and down, like talking, like doing a stand up. Like it's a bit, I can't remember what the joke was. It's a bit where I'm like, doing Bob Marley and I'm like we jam in <laughs> I can't remember why like, it starts and I'm in the I'm in the audience and the spotlight hits me I mean it's just and I've got I'm starting to sweat at the thought of a gig that you did how long ago was this uh, it's about two years ago um it was oh. awful right and basically then at the end all the awards went wrong because like to make it even worse the judging panel at the end literally the industry judges that they'd flown in from like all over the world these like professional musicians and whatever said we've decided not to award the last prize because we didn't think any of the nominees were good enough so i'm on stage trying to fill and just be like oh you know one of them situations <laughs> oh bloody hell did you see the game at the weekend um awful fully <laughs> awful <laughs> right literally like i think i got one laugh all night and it's probably a pity laugh oh joe then afterwards they were like oh joe it's fantastic it's fantastic you did a great job you did an absolute fabulous job so i was like okay great cool fine whatever and then a few days later because it had like literally there was like tv cameras everywhere journalists it was a huge thing being covered by all the national press in germany and i'm the fucking host right and then like a few days later i was like oh, i wonder what the, the coverage was like because um because like lars said it went quite well so i googled it right and there was an article in uh, a german newspaper which is like the equivalent of the sun so a german yeah. newspaper called der spiegel right <laughs> and there was a huge like one page article about the raper bun awards night and i was like scrolled through it now I, I speak a German, but like I read it and like I can understand it if it's spoken to me much more than I can speak in it. Yeah. And I went through and there was like a big long paragraph where I saw my name. And like I know enough German that I was like, oh, that ain't good. So I put it in Google Translate. The subheading of the paragraph was, was Forrester laughs alone. Right? Oh, <laughs> Literally, right? <laughs> <laughs> literally it was this like <laughs> two three hundred word character assassination that was like something like oh, why have they hired this english moron to do a job that any german off the street could do um is that well jokes on you because i've already sent the invoice so um but yeah I put it on my instagram actually so do go on my instagram and check it out because i like i've put um like a little snippet from it on there um yeah. Oh, devastated. It's one of those things, though, where you can't take that personally because people will criticise presenters for how they come across in certain situations. But people don't realise on live TV shows, generally, you only get the script maybe half an hour or an hour before you go live. So half the time you haven't read what you're actually reading um, so and normally you would want to print it out in a certain way and you've probably got half a sentence on one page and you have to turn the page as you go in and it's really like not what people think and if we're doing jokes at least yeah. let me write them myself 
or like they're not translated from one language into another language to be spoken in another like and like I would at least ask someone like you be like oh Hannah I've got this script and the jokes are a yeah. bit rubbish can we like write some of this to but like yeah so what did they say again that you laugh alone Forrester laughed yeah. alone um and then I text the guy Felix who booked me uh, the year after I was like oh we're coming back to do the festival again he said they've decided not to use a presenter moving forward <laughs> I'm not even joking I ruined the award show <laughs> Oh, good times. Well, how are they going to do an award show without a presenter? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good oh, luck. Do do an example of one of the jokes. Um, no, so the first one actually, which was one that I ad-libbed, which went down all right, but I mean, it's pretty crap. Um, it was something like, right, um, uh, uh, John, um, John Lennon said, um, welcome to Hamburg. John Lennon said that Hamburg is the greatest city in the world. But he's also the man that said, I am the walrus. So what does he know? So when you, when you did that <laughs> no, you, joke, you could have at least given a sympathy laugh. You'd expect to be like, when, all right. Uh. So that's why they put it. Uh, so um, when they did that joke and, and when you did that joke and people didn't laugh, what did you, did you like pause for a second and think, oh, they'll get it in a second? Pause for laughter. Or just... Did it just go silent? Hannah, that was the first joke. What I thought is there's another hour and 29 minutes. <laughs> and 90% of the show is me on stage on my own just talking. Oh, It Joe. was mental. Was it well paid? <laughs> Very. So. Was it? Who right, cares? okay, well, that makes up for it then. Like, um, you can talk about it after because you got paid. It's not as if, you know, some of the jobs that we have to do are really shit and you get, like, hardly any money for and you know that somebody that's just started presenting will be like, I'll do it for 50 quid. And yeah. then you're like, well, I can't, like, increase my fee from the previous year. Um, like the one where I, had to, um, where I had to dress up as Super Mario and do a dance. <laughs> I had to dress up once as Tommy Ticket and stand at the train station. Is Tommy Ticket? Um, it's, it's like, I, had to, I was like a jockey. So the, uh, they were doing this initiative at York train station where, um, this Tommy ticket was giving out free, uh, train tickets to people. So this guy had this huge, his suit was just a train ticket. And I was like a jockey stood next to it and I had to like whip him. Um, <laughs> it's just, it was in a paper. And another thing I did was, uh, put a ball gown on and walk along the seafront in Scarborough next to a tractor and pick up litter. <laughs> And I was trying to help clean the beach and they told me to put a ball gown on. So my dad went and dropped me off in my Fiat Punto and dad was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm putting my ball gown on. And he was like, for Christ's sake, Hannah, there's people looking, there's what are you doing? And so I put this like blue silk long ball, like with a big train at the back and then got out the car and met these guys in their high-vis jackets and it was absolutely freezing. And uh, I was walking up and down the beach with a wet, soggy dress at the bottom and people were taking pictures and I was picking up litter and... And the guy said to me after, he's like, can I ask, who told you to wear a ball gown? Was that your choice? <laughs> no, no. The guy that asked me to do it from the council said, can you wear a ball from gown? From the council. You never <laughs> want to take a gig where you're booked by the council either, I like know. just as a piece of advice. I know, it's just, oh my God, my dad was actually mentioned this the other day and he was absolutely howling. He was like, there's you there, you know, and your, your bloody ball gown mincing down the beach in Scarborough. But it was obviously to encourage people to pick up litter. I think we should do a special oh. episode, Hannah, about worst <laughs> jobs that we've done. Because we've got so many. My so, son is so bright. We've got we've got so many, haven't we? Literally so many bad ones. Um, right, Hannah. So <laughs> sorry, we just totally digress. Then I forgot we're actually doing a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's all it's all gold. Really sad content about our sad lives. Our shit presenting careers. Hannah, I've got <laughs> a uh, Mike's not here. So I yeah. thought, let's have some fun for once. 
So okay. I've got a challenge for you. Okay. Okay, right. What I want you to do is because you're an impressionist, I want you to do 10 football impressions in one minute. Okay. Okay. How will I know who to do? So I'm going to tell you who to do. Okay. Right. I'm going to tell you the first one and then I'm going to start the clock. Should I start my clock too? So we do it at the same time. (laughs) Well, well, I could just tell you when you've run out of time. (laughs) Don't overthink it. (laughs) Okay. Right. Okay. So you're going to tell me I've got to do 10 impressions in a minute of different football managers. Do you understand and the rules? should I give you a symbol to do the next one so we can get all 10 in? Will I get 10 in in a minute? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, just say something and I can just <laughs> move on to the next one. I think. <laughs> I'm overthinking it, aren't I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. I'm going to give you, <laughs> I'm trying to get a nice clean take. Right. right. Start again then. What are you doing? So I'm going to give you one minute on the clock. Yep. to do 10 football impressions. I will tell you when your time's up. You can just say like a simple few words, all right? Then I'm going to get you to move on to the next one. Okay, I'm nervous. Right, I'm going to put it on social media because you know how our fans like us on social media and they like to say nice things in the comments. <laughs> Which is why we switch the comments off <laughs> at all times. Right, okay. okay. The first impression is Sean Dyche. One minute on the clock. Well, you know, we're not going to win the league. We know that at Burnley. Sir Alex Ferguson. I was leaving Dyche. No, no, don't be that. Let me be clear in this moment. Liverpool, we were winning the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In this moment. Steve Bruce. Well, you know, I've made me mind up and I don't like Newcastle. Mrs. Bruce there. Um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. (laughs) Well, you know, the players... Oh, hold on. The players have been fantastic. (laughs) Antonio Conte. Uh, But, uh, you know, I don't uh, like uh, Spurs. I like uh, City. I like Chelsea more. Pep Guardiola. Uh, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> How does he talk? <laughs> He's there. Uh, but uh, I am happy more than you believe. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry Redknapp. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, fantastic and all that. Love bit of Crouchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie Carragher. <laughs> what we're talking about. Hey, yeah, Gary. It's the virus. Timo Werner. <laughs> and, but I, I love Chelsea more than you believe. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it there. Stop. <laughs> How am I going to give you that? <laughs> Does that sound like Mrs. Bruce? (laughs) I think you're doing so many voices at the same time. You just got all, they all start, you just got confused with who you're doing. I know. know. No, because your normal Steve Bruce is Steve Bruce, but that was just like, well, you know. Hello, pet. (laughs) It was like like a lovely old granny from Durham who's going to bake you a cake. One thing I will say, though, is I do think one of your impressions needs some work. You're Jurgen Klopp. But I'll I, tell you what, right, no, 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 when, let's turn it round. I'm going to do, you can do these impressions in a minute. You're going to do it. When, well, no, because obviously you know how Jürgen Klopp speaks because I do him every week, so yeah. Yeah, you camp Jürgen Klopp. Right, I'm going to read these out. Let me start my stopwatch. Right, right. Say, let me send I'm them I'm going to read you. them out yep. to you. Same ones yep. you've just asked me to do. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Go, Sean Dyche. Hello, welcome to Rosehead, the Definitive Soccer Podcast. Alex Ferguson. Oh, hello there. Michael Carrick, she's a good player. Klopp. Oh, yeah, we're going to miss Sadio Mane and Mo Salah when they go to African Cup of Nations, but I don't care because I hope they have a nice time. <laughs> Steve Bruce. Oh, you're right there, Pat. It's me, Steve Bruce, doing an <laughs> impression. Ole. I've got no idea how he talks. Um, Ooh, you only got a show <laughs> I don't know how he talks. Conte. Hey, it's me, it's Antonio Conte, and I'm going to do an impression. <laughs> Pep. Uh, uh, See, si, he's a me, a Pep Guardiola from Espanol. 
from Mexico. Harry Redknapp. Oh, yeah, well, uh, Jermaine's a tremendous player and he's a crouch out front and smashing. Carrie Go. Yeah, uh, Hannah, what you don't understand about Rose Is this a very good podcast? Timo. Oh, yeah, it's me, Timo Werner. Without Lukaku in the team, I'm scoring lots of goals for the Chelsea, and that's why I'm the best. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, because what you did, Loved you it. made the mistake, because your Jurgen Klopp kind of sounded like Jurgen Klopp, and I think, actually, what he really sounds like is just a sexy German porn star. <laughs> 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 That's all you do every time, isn't it? Yeah. My, my standard impression gives me any... If I'm doing Angela Merkel, it's going to be like, oh, guys, I can't believe you guys are asking me so many questions just because I'm the Chancellor. Stop it. Stop it now, silly boys. Um, so there you go. That's, that's. I feel like you walk around your flat and just pretend to be Klopp and just do that German accent all the time. Oh, I do, yeah, and, like, sing, sing songs to myself. It's, 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 it's nothing like Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> that's why I like it. Um... Right, well, Hannah, I think that's probably quite a good place to leave it. I think so, yeah. That was good fun. Thanks very much, Mike. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. He's not there. He's not here. He's deserved- he didn't even take... So he's gone away, hasn't he? And he just messages and was like, oh, I don't have my mic or anything with me, so I won't be able to do it this week. And we were like, is this not the priority of your life? Yeah, he's in Cardiff at some big Welsh beardy orgy. <laughs> I think he's just gone away with his girlfriend, hasn't he, to Wales. Yeah, and he wants a bit no. of time off from us. Yeah. Um, thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Joe. Um, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, it's Rose Ed Pod or Rose Ed Soccer across various platforms. You can find it by now. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.